Back to Big Red Birdies with Lindsey Teal and Megan Whitaker on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Big Red Birdies here on 93.7 The Ticket. Uh, we've had a fun show here so far um, with Megan's high school golf coach, Mrs. R. It's been awesome to have you here, Mrs. R. It's and, been fun. You guys are great. <laughs> um, and we're going to start off this segment with our quirky question. But today is about you two, so I'm going to sub you in for me, Mrs. R. So you're going to be answering the quirky question as well. Um, and our question for today is, what is your guys' favorite memories from when from Megan's four years in high school what are your favorite golf memories that's a tough question <laughs> there's so many of them um Miss R do you want to go first or do you want me to oh Megan I don't know where to start there are so many great memories but I just I my favorite of course is walking with you down the 18th hole at Norfolk I mean that is top top on my list you and I both knew that no matter where I was on the golf course, I was going to be walking with you down that fairway because your freshman year, (laughs) I wasn't there. I was in the um, tent going through some rules regulations. I don't know if you remember that. And you thought that we had all abandoned you. (laughs) And I said, Nope, I'm walking down 18 with Megan. And it was it again, that Norfolk course, number 18, is such a memorable spot. I know every single shot, almost every single club, but those were definitely highlights. Yeah, I would have to, I would probably have to say the same memory. Um, wow. She walked, I think, multiple times down that hole. I remember my junior year, we walked down that hole, and I didn't know where the team was. I didn't know where I was at. And everyone after was asking, oh, what was she talking to you about? And you guys, you know, you were just smiling down the fairway and what were you talking about? You know, your club or what, you know, what shot you're going to hit. And it's like, no, we were talking about what food we were going to get after the round and where we were getting ice cream later. That's all we talked about the entire walk. The whole part five was just about food. That's great. That's sometimes nice to just to kind of keep your mind off it. Yeah. As you're finishing a tight round. Yes. Wow. That's awesome. You guys both have the same favorite memory. (laughs) Well, the other thing I do have to add is that on that tournament, we won by Megan's favorite number. We won by 22 strokes. Wow. And that was incredible. So again, that was such a memory and had such symbolism because that was her number. That's great. Yeah. That's a great memory. Uh, Speaking of state golf, we have a question that came in the chat for you, Mrs. R. Um, How many state titles have you won? Um, well, the Elkhorn South girls, I really haven't won them. I've just been along for the ride, <laughs> but we've had four state titles, two runner ups and, uh, I think three third places. So there was quite a run there in about a decade there. That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. Was it the first year you coached at Elkhorn South? Were, was it runner up finish that first year you yes. coached and then champion the next year? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, yeah, we've got a few more questions for you if you don't mind. Okay. Yeah. So what, what was it like having, how many players now have you had that go, have gone on and played college golf? It's been quite a few over your career. It's funny. There was one year there 
where I had more girls playing college golf than there were former high school boys playing football in college. Wow. So it was a pretty good run. Um, I don't know, Megan, that's a really good question. I know of 10 probably off the top of my head. There might be more that maybe would have tried and probably should have. Yeah. <laughs> I know there were others that should have, have uh, pursued that golf opportunity in college, but 10, I think for sure. Yeah. Wow. What was that like for you, seeing some of them go on to play college golf after playing for you? Uh, in, it's, it is so rewarding, Lindsay. It's such a great question because you know that as a coach, you've done your job. You wanted them to love the sport and to uh, really value the effort that they put in. And so for them to go on just is so rewarding. And to talk to form to college coaches about kids when they're going through mm-hmm. that recruiting process and the college coaches just impressed with what the girls have done while they've been working with us and everyday practice. They just admire that. Um, so it's been fun to just, again, we've got girls all over the place right now. Um, and it's, it is, I, I keep tabs and I look at results. Like I follow you guys. Yeah. It, it is, it's, it's so validating. My mom is so proud of all the things <laughs> that the Elkhorn South girls have done. That's who taught me how to play. Okay. So I, I, I give all the credit back to Grandma Barb. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. What do you think was the most important thing that you tried to teach every golfer? Because I can remember over a dozen things that I've learned from you, but what was the number one thing besides having fun of course, and loving the game that you tried to teach every girl that came through your program? Um, that is easy. That's where we came up with that acronym FIDO. I really, again, being a, a woman of faith, I've always just felt that you really have to just trust, believe, have faith. And so when this acronym FIDO came into existence, actually, it's my our brother Tata did a sermon on it one time, and it stands for Faith in Doubt Out. And it, you know, you really apply it to your your life, but it can be applied to golf so easily because it is such a mental game and that you do um, Mm. step up to a ball and you rethink your shot and all of a sudden your mental aspect becomes a little awkward. So you need to faith in, doubt out. You just trust, you've done the study, you've stepped back into the think box and you know what club you're going to use, where you're going to aim, what you're tempo should be like and then you cross that line of commitment and you just have to have that faith no more doubts Mm -hmm. you can't rethink it and and do that so to me that is the biggest thing is that to get kids to believe not only in that one shot but to believe in themselves and that's probably the reason that we do that best shot of the day is that there's more good in that happened every single day than there is bad and I want them to just realize that throughout their life to stop when there's a bad situation in life to go, you know what, what was good about today? What was the best shot? Mm-hmm. And I still ask that. What is the best shot? Yeah. I feel like in coaching high school, that's such an interesting time. I feel like to coach girls because a lot of them maybe coming into high school, haven't had a lot of the mental training with the sport. I know I definitely didn't even throughout college or throughout high school, really even in coming to college. Um, but it sounds like you kind of rely on that a lot. And you were talking about 
the think box and other different mental exercises that you kind of do with your girls. What's that like kind of being maybe for some of them, that first person introducing that to them? Is it difficult in the beginning? Is it kind of just something you naturally put in there with the rest of it? Um, we, uh, we will actually spend a day at practice on the range about what a think box looks like. Okay. And yeah. then I, I will, yeah, there's some variations to think box and play box. And so I'll ask each girl, especially the seniors, I try to empower seniors to be our leaders. So I'll ask them, uh, you know, even Megan's uh, cousins, Hannah or Emma, I'll say, Emma, what's your, what's your routine? What does that look like? Where do you step behind the ball and when you step up to into your stance, now you're, you can only play. You're not thinking anymore. It, what does that look like for you? And so everybody goes through that. But we uh, will tell them often, you know, did, did you get back in think box? Did you get back and really decide? It's like setting up to do a free throw in basketball. Whatever that routine is, it's got to be consistent. It's got to be something that you trust. And yeah. so, yeah, we spend a lot of time on it. Yeah, that's great being able to introduce girls to that at a young age from high school. <laughs> yeah, that was the first time I had ever heard of it, and it made such a big difference right away. Yeah. I mean, I remember we were at Indian Creek, and they had the driving range rope, you know, laid out, yeah. and it was you stood behind the rope, and you, you know, thought about your shot and what you were going to do, and then the minute you cross the rope, you are fully committed. You've crossed that line of commitment, and now you just go play Yeah, and be an athlete, and it really makes such a big difference if you do that. I think learning that at a young age was so helpful. Yeah. And with a very simple analogy too, (laughs) that can make sense to a lot of people. Megan, what were some of the things that you learned from Mrs. R and that you still use today with college golf? I think definitely the think box play box. Um, I've learned to be, we were just a very positive group, positive team culture. um, And we just tried to focus on the positives, like the best shot of the day after the round, I think one of the, the biggest ones I remember is we would fill out a point sheet after every tournament round. Mm-hmm. We would add up our putts. We would add up, you got you got points if you shot under par. You got points if you broke 40 on nine. You got points if you broke 45. You got, you know, different levels of points. But there was one column at the very end that said, how many times did you bounce back? So that was if mm-hmm. you got a double bogey or worse, and then you bounce back with a par or better. Yeah. And so every time you got a double bogey on the course, it was like, okay. Well, now I have an opportunity to get points yeah. on that sheet if you make par okay. better. And okay. I think it really helped me focus on the next shot and not get too caught up in it's a double. It's like, oh, no, you can actually look at this almost in a positive way of, okay, it's okay. You can still get a par, which was really cool, yeah. especially as a freshman. I mean, I was what, 13, 14 years old playing golf and very successful program. I mean, I was a little nervous, obviously, yeah. but like doing some of those point sheets definitely helped. Yeah. What was that like? For you coming in, you mentioned earlier that there were a lot of seniors on the team when you first came in. It was your first 18-hole tournament. Mm-hmm. What was that all of like? Yeah, it was – I don't know if I was ready for it, but I loved it. <laughs> um, I was very lucky. I had Lindsey Thompson, who was a senior my my freshman year, who brought me in very well. But, I mean, they were very clear that Elkhorn South has done well and we want to continue to do well. <laughs> and you are in this lineup and we – are going to do well. And I was like, okay, but they made it so fun and relaxed the whole time. And we were always laughing on the range and laughing mm-hmm. in the suburban rides that it was just so much fun. And yeah, I really didn't know what I was getting into, but then I knew after the first tournament, I was like, oh yeah, this is fun. Yeah. Mrs. R, what was it like for you with Megan coming in or what were kind of your first 
impressions of her? I don't know if I've told her this story or not, but um, she mentioned Lindsay Thompson. Lindsay came on board as a freshman with when I had probably the top four golfers in the state of Nebraska at that point. And um, one of the girls was going to have back surgery and was going to be out for a while. So as a coach, I'm like, I need to do my best to find a supporting person mm. to help these other four rock stars uh, sail into their championships and be ready for every tournament. And well, that's when Lindsay Thompson showed up as a freshman. And she really made a difference because she played tennis all her life and um, she decided she wanted to play golf. So she came in ready to learn and all these seniors and upperclassmen did a great job of, of teaching her how to do everything, which is why she was a good leader for Megan. But we had one state uh, title her freshman year, sophomore year, we were runner up her junior year and she was frightened that we weren't, we didn't have a chance her senior year. And so this was clear back when she was talking to us, what am I going to do my senior year? And I said, <laughs> so Megan came to our summer golf program out at Indian Creek. And I said, I took Lindsay to the side and I go, this young lady is going to help you be a state champion um, her, her senior year. And you hadn't even tried out for golf yet, Megan, no. but I knew your swing. And I just said, this girl, this girl's going to get you there. I said, I, I think you are going to get your state title your, your senior year. And I don't predict things very often. I just, I got to tell you that, but I was pretty, pretty psyched when I saw Megan when she was so young and mm. Lindsay was so driven that I just said, Hey, if you do, if you play your cards right, this young lady is going to help you get that final state title. <laughs> oh, wow. That's an awesome story. <laughs> well, Mrs. R, we'll be, we'll be back for our final segment here again after this, but we are going to go to break really fast. Uh, this is Lindsay Teal and Megan Whitaker and Mrs. R here on Big Red Birdies, and we'll be back right after the break.